What's up, Society members? Welcome to the Underground Society Podcast, a show that helps you achieve your goals in the EDM industry. I'm your host, Justin McGarry, and I invite you to join me as I discover the challenges the professional industry had to overcome in order to start building their careers and finding success. We have a very special one for you guys today with our guest, Hira, aka Sunflower Raver. In the last couple of years, she has grown her social following to over 100K on Instagram and almost 500K on TikTok, and has even started her own clothing company called Olympus Attire, where she hand makes her entire line of women's rave clothing. What I found most interesting about her, though, is the backstory of how she got her name, Sunflower flower raver without spoiling anything all i can tell you is that it was developed during one of the roughest points in her life something that she says she wishes no one else to ever experience in their lives but what was remarkable about this is how she was able to use this hardship as fuel and really take her career to the next level and how she was able to find mental stability while growing her online presence so i hope you're ready for this one let's get started This episode is sponsored by AirVDM. AirVDM is your premier electronic dance music brand, a premium digital magazine, lifestyle-inspired subscription box, and full production event company. AirVDM has been forging the future of EDM for over five years now and produces only the finest content, events, and apparel for EDM fans worldwide. Curated for ravers by ravers. Visit AirVDM.com, that is E-R-A-O-F-E-D-M.com, to join the movement and see how you can get involved. So before we get into today's episode, I first want to apologize for not putting out an episode last week. We were supposed to have Devin Larsheet on the podcast last week, and unfortunately, he was sick, so we had to push the interview out a week. However, when we recorded the interview, we ran into some tech issues, so with that being said, we'll be releasing the episode with him on the 23rd of this month, so stay tuned for that. Now let's get into today's episode. All right. Hera, is that how you pronounce your name? Yes. yes, Hira or Hera, it Hira, doesn't okay. really matter. Because I'm pretty um, sure I wrote Hara in one of our emails, <laughs> and I felt horrible about it once I realized, oh, that's not her name. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. Honestly, I've always told people, if you say a name to me with enough enthusiasm, I will respond. You could call me Ashley, and I would turn around and be like, what's up? <laughs> so, yeah, well, you, whatever you, floats your boat. <laughs> awesome. Where, where, does, where does that name come from? What nationality are you? Um, so I'm Greek. I'm half okay. Greek. My, the entire Greek side is on my dad's side. Um, so all my sisters are also named after Greek goddesses. Um, my older sister who I live with, she's Athena. Ah, so cool. we all kind of have this like little tradition going, which is nice. I like That's it because awesome. no, I've never met another hero before. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is kind of nice. <laughs> um, how did you originally get into raving? Um, so back in like... 2016 my friend had an extra ticket to this event called life in color in vancouver um my sister used to go to them all the time and he was like you should come like we can surprise her with you being there and i'm like uh, i don't know baby sounds stupid everyone just goes to like get really like drunk and like just yeah. like a whore and i was like but whatever i'll go and then i had a really fun time and i was like i'm gonna keep doing this absolutely <laughs> so um, I definitely got into it uh, because of my sister. She introduced me to a lot more um, like diverse music in the scene and a lot more events, especially that were happening this was back when I was living mm. in Canada. So a lot more events that were happening around there. Um, and it just kind of like spiraled out of control. And now I'm here. Now you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Well, you've done an amazing job. What What would you say? What would you title yourself as? Because I know it's kind of influencer, kind of modeling. What, what would you... Yeah. If someone asked you what you do for work, what would you tell them? Um, to normal people, I tell them I'm a seamstress. Okay. Um, but to other people in like the rave community and everything, um, I define myself more as a like content creator in the EDM mm -hmm. space. Um, I like the influencer has like such like a negative connotation to it, and I yeah. feel like it got like 
especially with like how some people will like treat their following and stuff on social media, like it rubs me the wrong way. And so I like content creator because to me, that sounds like, like what I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm creating content that I love and I'm posting mm-hmm. about it. Um, but so I'll say I'm a content creator, but, um, I'll also say that I'm a business owner. Okay, um, cool. And yeah, I'm kind awesome. of, Two sides of a, of a coin. <laughs> have you have you always been interested in like the fashion stuff and all, all, all that you do now? Is that something that you've always wanted to do or did it kind of progress into that? It kind of progressed into it. Growing up, um, I wanted to actually be a writer. Like that's what I went to okay. school for. I took a lot of philosophy classes. Um, this is all before I dropped out of school. But like that's what I wanted to go to school for. And the last sewing class that I ever took was when I was in high school. I was like 14. So it was like a decade ago now. Um, and then I only started getting a little bit more interested in sewing when, um, the pandemic was kind of happening and I didn't have anything to do. And I wanted to see things in raveware that nobody was making. And I was like, I'll just make them. And I was like, wait a second, <laughs> I could sell this. <laughs> and now I, I have a business. actually profit off of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well. Was COVID kind of that? that catalyst that got you from working at like even like part-time jobs into making this your full-time thing? A hundred percent. I think if COVID didn't happen as bad as it was for, um, everything, um, especially like my mental health and everything, Mm -hmm. if COVID didn't happen, um, I wouldn't have a business. I wouldn't be taking like content creation seriously. I wouldn't have been like taking, like going to like festivals and like growing the EDM community in like, I look at my followers like a little community. Like I want to take like spreading like e- the EDM scene into them as seriously um, if it wasn't for COVID. So I'm glad that that happened. <laughs> so what were you doing prior to COVID? Um, prior to COVID, I was in Canada. Um, I was finishing failing my third year of school. Mm. Um, and then I <laughs> failed out of school, but then I got my green card. And so I was like, oh, when you get your green card, you gotta move down to the States. It'd be like yeah. six months. So moved down to, uh, oh, I went to Shambhala, moved here, went to Base Canyon within the span of three weeks. It was Holy insane. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. Um, I would do it again. Um, and then when I moved down here, uh, since I didn't know what I was doing, I just uh, started working as a waitress and a bartender. And then eventually I got a job uh, as a barista in Pike's Place. I got love it. coffee. I make the best coffee in the Me world. Me too. Guys, I'm a coffee go. addict. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is like my third cup. <laughs> yeah. My, I just finished my second right before this. And I'll probably have more after the interview. Yeah. 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 You know. And it's like a two o'clock in the afternoon. Like I, I'm drinking. Yeah. I probably Honestly, I probably drink like around three to 400 milligrams of caffeine a day. You know what? It's, it's not problem. the worst thing though <laughs> in the world. I used to literally, when I, I used to work at Starbucks too, and uh, I would drink like 12 shots of espresso between like the hours of like 4 a.m. to 9 a.m. Holy it was shit. disgusting. And I'm fine. Um, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, when I moved down here, I was just baristaing. And then right as my schedule is kind of like getting normal, um, COVID happened and then I lost my job. <laughs> it's uh, like sitting in my apartment doing nothing. <laughs> were, how, so, were you already making any type of financial gain from being in the EDM industry or is that kind of didn't start until you 
had to go full time. <laughs> it wasn't uh, sustainable. I would okay. say I was making like fifty bucks here, hundred bucks okay. there, um, money off of like discount codes or you know stuff like that. But it wasn't anything that was like a significant amount of money. It was always an extra like two hundred bucks a month or something, mm. um, which would go to like savings or like. I'm going to buy a dress or whatever. Right. So, which is, I don't wear dresses. So reinvesting into other outfits or other things that you can use to mm-hmm. build off of. Yeah. So it was like, whatever. But then when COVID hit, since I didn't have anything to do and I was sitting at home basically all day, um, getting money from the government because I'm unemployed. I lost my job to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I have nothing to do. Um, and so I want to do something that makes me happy. And at that point in time, the only things that were making me happy were, uh, going on runs, um, working out, which couldn't work out because of COVID, um, and doing my makeup and my hair because I've always really liked to do that. And then with TikTok coming out, I was like, maybe I should be putting more effort into content creation on TikTok. And at that point when I had gotten TikTok, I think I had around like 25,000 followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I thought like Instagram was always going to be the biggest thing for me. And then TikTok really blew you up then it was tiktok yeah because uh, in a month all of a sudden i had like thirty thousand followers on tiktok and i was like how did this happen yeah. <laughs> what's going on bro or is something like super fast and so i credit a lot of it to tiktok for i guess giving me like more opportunities to be able to create mm-hmm. and i felt like i could showcase i still feel like i can showcase more of my personality on tiktok oh, absolutely. than yep. i can on instagram i feel like you get two very different versions of me on those social medias but it's kind of nice because I think they yeah. both have their place because I am both of those things. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of feel like because I've watched, I've watched your stories on Instagram. I've seen what you post, and I've also watched your TikTok. And I feel like your TikTok and your Instagram stories, I kind of do the same thing. Your yeah. TikTok and Instagram stories kind of go hand in hand. That you can just be like your weird self, and yeah. then your, your your Instagram is like very much like model pictures, like yeah. high, high professional. Unless pictures. you read the captions, yeah, and yeah. The captions yeah. are like, what is she going off about? <laughs> It is ridiculous. What kind of content did you kind of start with with TikTok? Um, I started, I jumped right into like the raving and EDM niche. Um, And I didn't really do that because I was like, um, this is going to blow up. This is this thing that's going to make me, you know, whatever. I did that just because my, I wanted to have hand this is so, so, so dumb i wanted to have streamlined handles across my social media mm, so i wanted to be sunflower raven across everything yeah. <laughs> and i'm like if i post stuff that isn't kind of like at least a little bit rave related i'm like uh it's not going to make sense for my tiktok handle <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like i might as well just keep it like in the rave niche like who cares i kind of feel like like some people with like certain websites like if something mm-hmm. like a, like someone is like going to be famous someday sometimes they'll like buy their own website name so that they're able to actually use it because otherwise i've heard stories where like people like have to pay an astronomical price to just pay for their own like what their own branding is it's ridiculous it's crazy like you have to make sure you have all that stuff like trademarked and everything i'll never make a sunflower raver.com that's for sure but like (laughs) when i made my like when i made olympus attire like i made sure that i had like the website before I ever posted yep. anything about it. Cause I was worried. I'm like, what if somebody takes it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you start posting stuff about it and they're like, Oh, it's not taken yet. Yeah. yeah we were like, rrr, rrr, rrr. Yeah. give me $5,000 for it. Right. I'm like, I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. <laughs> how, how has yeah. things kind of, well, I guess it's only been the last few years. Was your intentions yeah. ever, ever to get like, I guess, 
the the amount of following that you have and all that stuff was that ever like a goal oh. or did it just kind of happen <laughs> it just happened no? okay <laughs> but I think that's like the best thing about it like um when I was first kind of getting into like social media um and like because at the beginning I was trying to grow my platform a little bit but this was when I had like maybe 3,000 followers on Instagram mm. um and I really wanted to hit like 10k because at 10k you got like the swipe up and everything and like I feel like people take me more seriously at that point and so around that time I was in like a lot of engagement groups I was like sitting on Instagram for like four or five hours a day just like trying to grow my platform like I took it way too seriously um and then I kind of got some like sense knocked into me and I realized how stupid that was. (laughs) And it was like hurting a lot of the relationships around me because I was putting so much of my focus onto social media, which is so dumb. Um, So I stopped and then I realized when I stopped caring is when I actually started enjoying posting more and being like more of like myself and like being more authentic online and everything. And so that's when I think things started to kind of like take a turn and I tell this to my friends too, who are like, well, or other people that are like, oh, I want to like be an influencer and stuff. I'm like, well, just don't take it seriously because yeah. people are going to want to follow you for con- you. It's a hard concept to wrap your hand, your brain around. It's like, yeah. you almost have to not care. Like my biggest thing is like, don't look at analytics. Yeah. Don't ever look at analytics. Cause <laughs> I, I like, I'm an analytic, like obs- over obsessor sometimes. I'm like, I'm just happier yeah. when I just get to enjoy the process and post whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, especially now with, TikTok. This was my happiness with my TikTok page a lot now because a lot of my stuff gets banned. Um, mm, <laughs> from I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I've already, I lost my TikTok account once already. <laughs> so I would try my best to not post stuff that could get taken down. But I don't know like what's going on with like my account at the moment. But it's like, <laughs> like nothing's, nothing's getting views right now. And it's like, uh, it's funny though. But the thing is, like, I don't take that seriously enough yeah. to care about it. Like, I think I have a video on there that hasn't even hit like a thousand views. And I'm like, this is hilarious. Yeah, I'm not deleting it. It is the funniest thing in the entire world. And also, I like that video. I look cute in it. So obviously, I'm going to leave it up. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's stuff like that where I'm like, back when I was like first trying to make it on social media, I'm like, I know that things, that stuff, like that would bother me so much. Like, I know that I would be the type of person that would totally like delete things if like they didn't perform. And I'm really glad I'm at a point now where I just don't care about it like i'm just yeah. i'm posting because i want to post and if it performs it performs cool if it doesn't i could care less Who cares? Yeah, yeah that's awesome that's so, a great mindset it, that means you're gonna have i think people that have that kind of mindset make are the ones that make it and make it you know last a long time you yeah. know you can do this for a long time because you don't over obsess about it i know that's one thing i've had to learn along my journey of like even yeah. just running this podcast is like don't even think like it's still early like people yeah. sometimes like it takes people 10 15 years to get to where you know where some people are um and for you it luckily happened very quickly but yeah um, it's like cut yourself some slack and for yeah. anyone who wants to do this it's like it, don't put too much pressure on yourself because well, i think that i've been way happier since i've like taken that pressure off myself <laughs> well i mean that's a good thing though too i mean when i look back on mine Instagram, I started back in 2016. Yeah. So it's taken me even now, like a solid six years to kind of yep. to get to where I am. Um, with other social medias, obviously, you can like expedite growth potentially. But I think what you're doing is really great. And especially like with podcasts too, with how the EDM scene is kind of 
starting to, I would say, gain a lot more traction now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool to to have different kinds of insights in it. So I think having a podcast is a really great thing to be doing. Like you're like probably going to like, yeah, <laughs> you're probably gonna be, like interviewing artists in like a couple years here. So like, yeah, like we'll have like maybe like Martin Garrix or something. He's cool. That would be amazing. I, I love, love Martin that um, <laughs> What I was going to ask you, cause you kind of mentioned the uh, whole getting banned and getting deleted mm-hmm. thing. Um, what kinds of things have you gotten banned for and why, like what have you done to try and maybe, or if you have done anything to try and maybe prevent that from happening in the future? Um, well, TikTok, it's only been on TikTok cause TikTok's a really picky platform. Mm-hmm. And for some reason I've noticed this with a lot of rave accounts, um, and accounts that aren't, um, oh, this is going to sound so bad to say accounts that aren't skinny, white, underage girls. Um, so not me. Um, you have two, of, two out of three of those I things. Have two out of three. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not a child. <laughs> God. Um, but when like a lot of people can get away with posting like in bikinis and like having like their bibs out or like their butt out on uh, TikTok. But when I do it, everything will get taken down and it gets removed for adult nudity and sexual activity. It gets removed for minor safety, which is weird. That means that TikTok thinks I'm a child, but they don't treat me like one because yeah. on the other phone can have it up. Um, and those are the only things that I have actually been had my stuff removed for. It's never been for anything else. Um, so before TikTok's system, like when you would have your stuff removed, you could appeal it. And most of the time when I appealed it, things would work because I would show them other TikToks where girls were wearing less clothing than me or right. the fact that I was an adult and I would show them my ID and they would restore my video. But now their system's different. Um, Eventually, though, when you get your videos taken down enough, they'll ban your account, uh, which they did to me. And then I sent them like 20 emails and I was like, hi, give me my account back. And then the next day I got my account back um, because I can get really annoying really fast. And I'm not like I will use my Karen-ness to my advantage when I need to. I will send you 20 emails a day. Like literally like freaking out. But um, now when I'm posting, I am like extremely cautious about showing anything on my chest. Um, I make sure I don't like show my butt. If like there's a video with it, like I'll try to like edit it or put text over like my butt so nobody can see it. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the videos that like I do create, if I'm like posting them in a TikTok and then like they get reposted onto like I heart raves, for example, my hands like ever over my chest, it's like to cover up my I my literally boobs. just saw you do that on yeah. one of the la- like one of the last shoots you just posted. Um, yeah. uh, what what was that? Blue, oh, white. Yeah. I forget. Oh, Missy Lemon outfit. Yeah, 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 yes. Yep, yep, yep. And I yeah, have my hand over my chest because it's either I wear a top under it or I can get away if I just like cover up my boobs a little bit. Like they, mm-hmm. they won't flag that from what I've noticed anyway. So that's what I have to do now. And it kind of sucks. But I don't really have much of another choice if I want to still create on there. And I do like creating on TikTok because yeah. I like making stupid things. It's fun. <laughs> it's whatever. Like, and in the end, like, who cares if I have to cover up a little bit? Like, people get people get it. Like, yeah. sometimes people will question and be like, why does she have a hand over her chest? And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> social media these days. I'd rather not get my, de- my account deleted. Yeah. yeah. And I also uh, don't want to film like two of the same video, like one with my yeah. hand over my chest and one without. I'm like, this is like too much work. It's not going to look <laughs> as funny the second time around yeah. that I do it because it's going to like the joke's going to get old in my head. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I look at like other, I don't know if you 
follow I, I think it's more their target audience is more like guys my age but if you follow like impulsive or uh, the nelk boys or anything like that like um, the big time creators yeah <laughs> steve will do it just got his account account deleted i'm like with him and like there's been a bunch of people lately that's gotten like even their youtube's deleted it's yeah, nuts it's crazy it, like, yeah and the thing is is that there's other people that are doing a lot worse things online um, yep. and they have oh, yeah. <laughs> massive platforms. Like I think family channels, for example, I hate yeah. family channels. Oh my God. Child exploitation to a T, mm-hmm. but their accounts are still up and there's nothing that's being done about that kind of stuff. But then you'll ban a couple of kids for playing pranks on each other. <laughs> like yeah. they definitely discussed beforehand. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. Um, how long were you, how long were you doing the modeling thing and social media stuff until you, um, until Olympus Attire was kind of conceived that you came up um, with that idea. My baby. Um, yeah, your baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I would say I was getting a little bit more into modeling stuff over COVID. Okay. I had done some modeling stuff like outside of like the rave scene earlier. Um, but like back when I was up like living in Canada, like there was like photo shoots and stuff that I would attend, um, which was fun. But it was always kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like they were always like, um, modeling is just like such like a weird industry because you never know if you should feel confident in your body or like you'll have people that are like trying to like make you feel bad about your body. So when I started doing more stuff on social media, I think I felt more comfortable with modeling because I know people could just like, they could see what I look like. And then if they wanted to work with me, then I could take the pictures and I feel like, um, good when I'm taking my own photos um uh, because oh, this is gonna I don't mean to sound like super like narcissistic <laughs> no. but like I know how I look best when I take pictures so that's why I like to take them of myself I have very big difficulties with other people taking pictures of me I saw um, you were I forget where I even saw this I think it was might have been on Freedom Raveware's website, one of the interviews you did with them a while ago. Mm-hmm. But you were talking about how, like, like the dimensions even of, like, don't stand too far back, don't stand too f- close to the camera. Like, yeah. even just, like, your spatial awareness w- with working with the camera is a big deal. Yeah, and it can be a lot. Like, and when you can see yourself on your own phone, because I always use the front-facing camera because mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I can, I like to be able to see that and make the photo composition exactly how I want it to look. Um, and it also lets me take my pictures really quickly and I don't have to sit there like forever. Um, but I would say like over COVID is when I kind of started getting a little bit more serious, like into all of the modeling stuff. And I found that really with I Heart Raves, like having stuff sent to me from them and then taking pictures in it and doing things like having like a huge setup in my apartment for it and like making them look really nice and like taking time to like really like do myself up and like have like my hair and makeup like looking a certain way and so I think that's when I started to take it a little bit more seriously and then by the end of 2020 is when I was like "Mm, I want to start my own raver brand um which Freedom Raver also kind of kick-started that for me because I worked with them for a little bit and Mike and Alyssa are some of the coolest people in the world like I love the both of them uh but they kept planting little seeds in my room. They're like, you should just make your own little business. Just do it. Just do it. And I was like, I quit. I'm making my own business. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> it was great. They were super fun to work with. But um, I think it was really fun with Olympus Attire, like being able to make things and then wear the things that I made yep. and see people's like wanting to also wear them is like really cool. Um, 
I don't know. It just feels really cool to be able to like, I, I look at the rapier that I make as like art. So being able to wear my own art is really interesting to me. I grew up making art all the time. That's what I wanted to be mm. when I was a kid. And then it turned into writing. Um, so being able to actually create like physical art and wear it is like really yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I know even just making, you know, some of the merch that I've made for the podcast, it's like actually being able to wear something yeah. that's like your, even just that says your brand on it. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> really surreal it's really feeling. Cool. Yeah. yeah. But it's like so much fun. Like you get to be able to showcase something that you created. Yep. Right. Like, and it feels so cool. It, it does. <laughs> that, what is your, what is the, when you, when you're making clothes, is it all like handmade individual items or do you have like a kind of sort of like set up like a distribution kind of manufacturing setup? I'll move into more helpful people and maybe like manufacturing a little bit more in the future. But currently okay. right now I'm making everything myself. Um, so, which has been a little bit difficult sometimes to balance with like content creation and then also like running the entire ins and outs of a business as I'm sure that, you Mm -hmm. know, with your podcast, like you have social media posting, you have, you know, keeping things up to date, like all the emails. Yeah. And it's everything. And you got to be in charge of it all. Like the biggest problem that I have with Olympus Attire is literally just running the social media account because I, yeah. for I, depression brain will kick in and then I've had like three concussions. So I'm very forgetful. Oh no. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh no, I forgot to post for two months. <laughs> like, oh boy. What is this? Um, it's fine. <laughs> oh, <whoops>. <laughs> Which like, I'm still there, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm doing so much sewing behind the scenes that like yeah. all of my focus goes into that. There are days where I have 12 hours where I'm just sewing on my machine or cutting out pieces. Holy shit, everything. that's a long day. It's a really long day. The last drop that I did, I s- made over 300 products um, in eight weeks alongside going to festivals, creating content, wow. all this other stuff. And that's typically how my life is. Um, it's like super busy. Like right now is the first time where I've actually had downtime. Cause after this last drop that I did, I didn't do another one cause I needed a break uh-huh. and I'm making stuff that's ready to ship. So while I'm not actively making, cause everything's like usually made to order, while I'm not doing any made to order stuff. I'm still sitting down and I'm selling for at least like six hours a day, like minimum to that's get things nuts. going. So, but it's fun. Like I love sewing. Yeah. It's very relaxing. And I can just have like an anime on the background. Just like, this is yeah, my job. I, f- I feel like sewing is almost, I mean, to a certain degree, I guess you can kind of relate this. Like when I'm like folding laundry or something, yeah. I can easily like, that's kind of a mindless task. It's very where, like, mindless. I can, yeah. I can do it and like also be watching something on TV yeah. or like whatever. So I guess that makes time go by a little easier, but. <laughs> can, especially because all this stuff, I'm so used to making it now. It's all like muscle memory. Like I know exactly what I'm doing. Mm. I can, most of the stuff at this point, I'm like eyeballing it because i'm just like oh yeah, yeah this is what it's supposed to look like and then it turns out great and i'm like sweet the only Perfect. time things get difficult is when my uh, my surger will sometimes uh be a nuisance to me and uh the threads will stop working and mm. i think the longest time i spent fixing it was like two hours um and i had to take a break halfway through because i was getting super upset <laughs> Because uh. nothing was working <laughs> um but i fixed it so it's fine <laughs> When you started the company, mm-hmm. what what did you aim to do differently than some of the, the other companies that you might have been working with or that you knew or that existed already? What was kind of like your, what was your market fit? I wanted to see more raper brands do custom sizing at no extra mm-hmm. cost, which I know a couple of smaller brands do, but I wanted to see more of that. And especially when you're doing handmade stuff, 
when you have the option to do a custom size, um, it can be like the world of a difference. Um, even when you look at something like a bodysuit, like for like a woman's body, like she could have like, let's say like really small hips, but she's got like big old titties. Like, right. and you know, technically she's a small, but her boobs should fit a large. Like that's when a custom size really comes into play. And yep. so when you have the options to do something like that, I think it creates more inclusivity in the scene. And especially with rave wear, like, since we have so many different bodies that are inside of the scene, I think everybody deserves to feel really beautiful in what they wear. So that's what I was kind of aiming for when I was starting it. Like, I wanted everybody just to feel good in what they wore. Um, and okay. also, there was, like, a couple of styles that, like, I wanted to wear more of because I'm like, I like how this looks on me. And I'm like, I'm just going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people want to buy it, then they can't. But, um, cause so there's some things that like, I don't see enough of in the scene and I wanted more of it. Like the wrap tops. I love wrap tops. On yeah. me. Are they supportive? No, not that, at you all. You made the, the, what was it? Strawberry cherry one? Yeah. The, the strawberries. Yep. 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 That one's. That was a good. My Aphrodite collection. I love that one yeah. so much. I'm doing the Zeus one. I have my Zeus collection as well. And then the next one that I'm doing is, uh, my Persephone collection, which I have all of the fabric and whatnot that I need for it. I'm going to do it ready to ship as well. And then I'm hoping by the time all of that stuff will sell, I'll be able to move into having a little bit more help with sewing so I can do maybe like monthly drops instead of like once every Sweet. three months. Yeah, <laughs> That's the goal. Um, I think that's super awesome that you, we started off this conversation with your name and you know, your Greek. And I think that's awesome that you've created an entire clothing line and clothing brand around kind of the same like Greek mythology idea. Yeah, it's being Greek is very, it's a very important thing to me. All my family's out there and I get to see them from time to time, but it's been mm. like, oh my God, it's been almost like 10 years since I was able to see them last. And so it sucks. So I want to like feeling close to them in like some sort of way, even if it's just like through my business is like really nice. And I also like, I love Greek mythology, like with all, I studied a lot of Greek philosophers while I was in university and it was just like one of my favorite things in the entire world. And so I like being able to bring that more into like what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, that's super cool now. So plus Greek people are really weird. Um, they're very weird people. <laughs> But like in a good way. <laughs> I love their food. I love your guys' food. Yeah. Uh, lamb and uh, uh, shawarmas and all that stuff. Oh so God. delicious. Yeah. So good. Okay. I still, my mom, she, she's not um, Greek. She's the white part of me. I mean, okay. okay. Greek people are white too. What I'm yeah. <laughs> but my mom, for some reason, she can make the best tzatziki sauce on the face oh. of the planet. And I need to like steal her recipe or something. Cause like that stuff is so good. I could yes. eat it for days. Um, tzatziki, tzatziki and, uh, what's the pita bread? Pita bread Delicious. Yeah. A little bit of yep. hummus. Yep. Um, yeah, just everything. A little bit of souvlaki on the side. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, going back to the clothing yeah. stuff. Um, did, did your, do you think your, uh, your vision is ever going to change or evolve over time? Or do you think you, you want to ever take it in like a slightly different direction than what you're doing now? Yeah. I want Olympus Attire eventually to be able to host more like swimmer stuff. Okay. Um, I think, I think just in general with my social media platforms as they grow, like in 10 years, I'm probably not going to be posting as much about raving, right? Like right. something's going to end up changing and some things are probably going to like turn a little bit more into like lifestyle stuff. And while you can keep like festival stuff up on 
Olympus attire, it's like, if I'm going to be growing and changing, then my brand does too. And so mm-hmm. maybe having it something like turn into something more functional, like swimwear, um, that has a really good focus on like inclusivity. Like if I did go into swimwear, I'd want to have like a whole like maternity line, like a separate line for like plus size stuff, oh, that's like awesome. yeah. separate stuff, like to have like custom sizing available. And then having like, I've seen some swimmer brands do like matching like swimmer trunks for like men so that you can have like cute matching sets. I'm like, I want to do that too, because that seems really cool. But that's kind of where I see things going like in the future with it. And I think it'd be really fun, but I have lots of time for it to get there. Yeah. So I'm not like really worried. I'm like, maybe I could go yeah. into designing like intimates because like, who doesn't love a good lingerie set? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and it fits with the rave wear theme. I'm like, it does. there we go. So it I definitely think does. there's like lots of options and I'm really excited to see like where it does go. But at the same time, I'm like very into just like going with like where it's flowing right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe it'll change into like menswear just entirely. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <Start> designing <laughs> menswear. Yeah. Did you, I think the idea of creating, you know, catering different sizes for different shape, body shapes um it's something really awesome and it's mm-hmm. something that i see a lot in like the fitness industry yeah um i don't know if you know who like buff bunny is but yeah uh, she she i've been watching christian and her for like seven years now yeah um draw a lot of my inspiration from the way they run their businesses but um i think what she what she does with her plus sizes and like she has a wide range of people or yeah. a lot, wide range of sizes that people can fit into and i think that's just awesome for companies to do because with you know like you said if someone has a skinny waist and like large breasts or yeah. um, vice versa like you know because they squat a lot they need a bigger um bottom or whatever yeah. I, I think that's something that i don't see a whole lot of rave companies do. I see more in fitness, but I think that's awesome. That yeah. you've, um, have you drawn an inspiration from anything? Like, did you get, get information or get inspiration from companies like that? Um, not as much in like the fitness industry. I, okay. it was more just so, um, talking to a lot a of like my friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, there's yeah. a lot of people that like in the raver, sorry, in the rave scene that like I know that are like, size women or like they're like really tall girls they're like six feet mm, tall yeah. and they're like they're like oh like i have to buy a size like you know one x but like it doesn't fit me here because like my body's not shaped that way but if i don't like i'm too tall for like something smaller to fit so it's like you see that there's this like weird need for things yeah. and i'm like i don't want my friends to feel like they're struggling with like finding clothing that makes them feel good like I am very privileged in the body that I have and how like I'm able to keep like an active lifestyle and I don't like how things are easier for me just because I fit into society's Mm -hmm. norms like I don't think that's fair I'm very much like I want everybody to feel good and happy and they all deserve that same kind of feeling that I have yeah so and I don't want other people to worry about like like, oh shit, my brave's coming up and like nothing fits me. Like everything fits yeah, weird. I have yeah. to like put a safety pin in here for it to like look right. I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> dumb. Just wear something that, that actually fits. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's ridiculous. I don't want I don't want people to feel that way. Well, what have what have been some of your just talking strictly mm-hmm. Olympus attire, what have been some of your like struggles along the way of building this company? Um, I think the biggest thing at first was managing my time properly in order to, um, I needed to, the first drop that I did was a really big test to see how many orders I could like actually fulfill Mm. in the time period that I like had, which was like eight weeks. So 
it was finding that like, it's like a very perfect balance of things. And as I've gotten better, it's, I've been able to take on like more orders, um, while keeping that time frame at like six to eight weeks. Um, that's been a struggle. It's been a struggle to keep up with like posting on social media. I think that's my biggest problem still. Yeah. Um, oh my, like I'm like literally so bad at it. But I'm surprised also, you haven't found someone to like outsource that to. <laughs> like literally I just be like, I just twice a week go on, make a post, but then I'm like, yeah. I can do that. So I don't want to, yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't make, it makes zero sense. Um, I feel that. <laughs> especially cause I'm sitting here, I'm like on my phone all the time on like my main profile. So it's like. Yeah. What's going on? That's always been difficult. Um, and then I think sometimes uh, running just like customer service can be kind of difficult because the only reason why I say this is because I feel like I need to act like super professional because I'm representing Olympus Attire. But then when I'm yeah. emailing people back, it's like all caps lock because they'll be like, oh, here are my sizes. I'm on the back like, thank you. Love you. Hope you have a great day. And everything's misspelled. <laughs> and like some words like, there's like ones and exclamation points and then I send it and I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is unprofessional. But then at the same time, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess the only reason why I find that to be a little bit difficult is because I don't want people to like look at that email and be like, oh, this is like a business. Like, are we sure this is a business? Like, do we yeah. take her seriously? And so um that can be a little bit of a struggle as struggle. well um i find it to be a struggle sometimes too with how people reach out to me regarding like gifting products i'm not at a point where i can do that confidently i think i'm still growing as a business like even for like the size range that i have right now like i know it can be better it's extra small to 3xl and i could probably go from extra extra small to like a four or five four. xl yeah, like yeah. at least like that's where I want to get like is this a good starting point fantastic yeah for sure and I got custom sizing so it's not the end of the world mm -hmm. but I'm like this could be better um but when people reach out to me for like free stuff I feel bad I just don't respond yeah. <laughs> look at it I'm like no Whoops. <laughs> um, especially because I started doing more of like the anime stuff I think somehow yeah. um those posts attracted so many cosplay people and I have like 30 messages from like different cosplay accounts being like, can you send this to me? Like, I'd love to take pictures in it. And I'm like, no, this took me like no. three days to make. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sending it to you for free. That's like Next a time. few hundred dollars or a couple hundred dollars at least yeah. for just the amount of work that you put in yeah. it, into it. And like, yeah. also I posted how I made it on a TikTok so you can just make it yourself if you want. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know it's expensive. But like, if you don't want to pay for it from me, like at least like, you know how to make it. It's fine. Yep. I had some girl, she like tagged me and she's like, oh, look, at, I made like a Nezuka outfit inspired by yours and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. Like, it was so pretty. And I was like, yes, this is exactly yes. what I want. Like, <laughs> yes. Because um, then it means more people are selling their stuff and more people yeah. are being originally unique. And also um, that stuff makes me happy. I really like it when people copy me. <laughs> <laughs> mean you really, do something right yeah i'm like i'm like that means they liked it a lot <laughs> what kind of taking a left turn here yeah your name i meant to ask you this in the beginning but your name's sunflower raver yeah. can you tell me a little bit of the backstory of what sunflower raver is and where that name kind of originated from for you yeah um so this it actually uh stems a lot from mark um when me and him for the people who are listening yeah. who don't know oh who mark God, is hi. can you we'll just go to yeah. full back sorry <laughs> 2018 i went to lucky and i was in a mosh pit and some guy pulled me out and his name was mark 
Um, and it was weird because when we looked at each other, time stopped. And I was like, we're in love. Um, and I knew him. And it was weird because I didn't know him, but it felt like I knew him. Uh, like I recognized him. And he felt the same way. He was, he like, we like looked at each other like, whoa, who, like, what's going on here? Um, but we didn't actually know each other, but it's like we recognized each other. I'm a very big mm. believer in reincarnation kind of a thing. So I am think. I. Like our energy somehow comes back into this world. Yep. Like whether it's like you're a human being or a tree or you're just energy in itself. Like something. Absolutely. I, I don't know. Uh, but I agree. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of makes sense. Um, but uh, we talked for the rest of the night. And then 10 days later, uh, we started talking about when our wedding was going to be. And we were going to oh. get married. No, like I'm not kidding. Like when. It was absolutely ridiculous, like how much I felt like I already knew about him as a person. That's crazy. Like the kind of like connection. Like I pray to God that every single person in their life finds that connection at least one time because it's like the most insane feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. Like how the movies are like, oh, time stops and like the sounds mute out. Never. That's yeah. literally like. <laughs> Happened to me in real life. <laughs> yeah. But then the feeling that comes with it is like indescribable. And then things were going really well. We went to a couple festivals together and I started posting on my social media as Sunflower Raver because uh, I made a separate rave account because I was going to so many events mm -hmm. and he would call me his Sunflower. So that's how I kind of turned into uh, Sunflower Raver online. Um and I would call him my bee. So we were like a little bee and a little sunflower. Oh, nice, um, yeah. And it was like really cute. And then uh, July came and he was driving up to see me um, from California. Because he was in California at the time I was in Canada. Um, and he got hit by a drunk driver going the wrong way on the highway. Oh, um, no. And he died instantly. And it was weird because when I woke up the next morning, I knew he was gone. Like you could. You just felt I, it. Like I knew it. Like it That's was wild. weird. And during the. Uh, we were on FaceTime too the night before. It was like so fucked up. He's driving up on July 4th. Don't ever drive on July 4th. Like worst thing in the entire world to do. But we were on FaceTime and when we hung up, it was like midnight and 30 minutes later was when he got hit. And it was weird. During the entire conversation, there's multiple times where he was going to like turn around and like go back home or like get a nap or something or like pick up like a slushy, like whatever. Like there's so many of these little things that could have happened that could have changed the outcome, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was heartbroken, devastated, I bet. washed away. I didn't eat for like two months. Um, I tried to uh. kill myself, uh, didn't work. <laughs> I was in the hospital for like three days. I had like six tubes coming out of me cause I, oh my gosh. Uh, I tried to overdose. Don't ever do that. Um, and I almost, yeah, I like that. killed my liver. <laughs> it's like dead. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> and they're like, we don't know how you're still alive. I'm like, I don't know. Are you, are you still suffering some repercussions from trying to do that? Like, is your liver okay uh, now or is your fine. enzymes back? Okay. Yeah. Everything's fine. They, my liver was fixed. Like, I w the amount of stuff that they're pumping into me, like they basically got it to a point where it could like heal itself within like a couple, mm. like by like a month later, like everything should got be like it. back to normal kind of a thing. But, um, I got put in psych ward for like a week. Um, oh my also gosh. worst experience of my life. They don't like give you forks or knives in there. Yeah. Or, Cause like, you can hurt yourself. You with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a knife. Um, yeah, like meals are supervised. Um, they had like a place where you could make bracelets, but you have to have scissors to cut the strings. So you had to have someone with you there, like oh my gosh. supervising you using the scissors. It was like, like 
I learned how to do origami in there because there was nothing else I could do. And uh, by the end of it, I had like literally like 25 origami figures like on my windowsill. I had a city of origami. Yeah, it was, it was, I literally never want to do origami again. Cause I'm like, this was the worst thing in the entire universe. Um, the psych words suck and it didn't help me feel any better. Um, unfortunately they also like load you up on meds and like, that's mm. not feel good. I don't, yeah, I, I don't a hundred percent agree with yeah. loading people up on meds. That's no. kind of, I understand why people need it, but yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I got diagnosed with depression when I was 12 already. So uh, okay. by the time, like with everything that happened with Mark, it like caused my depression to get a lot worse. Um, and then I developed anxiety after that, mm. um, because everything was just like really tough. And so, especially after the psych they were trying to keep me on like more medication, uh, but I stopped taking, I don't take anything now. I don't like how it makes me feel. And I have really good, um, coping skills and coping mechanisms and things that make me happy where I don't feel like I need to worry about taking things that are going to make me feel a little bit weird. Um, yeah. and like, not like myself, I guess. Um, but yeah, Sunflower Reavers started because of Mark. And then with everything that happened with him, like the reason why I kept going to raves, even though it like hurt because he, that's like where I met him at them, like at raves. Um, it made me feel closer to him and it made me feel like I was like carrying a piece of him doing yeah. something that I really like genuinely like love doing. Like I love going to shows. And so being able to go to them is always nice because it reminds me of like this really special thing that I had with somebody who may not be like physically here, but is still like kind of here. You feel um, him here. He's, yeah. He's still, he'll forever be in your heart. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, kind of on a lighter note, what yeah. was your favorite thing about him? Um, his laugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he had the most like genuine and like sweetest laugh in the entire world. It literally like sounded like music. Um, that's he was, excellent. yeah, it was like, I have like still like videos of him like laughing that like I saved like just specifically uh, to like listen to them. So I don't, um, I don't really tend to look back on photos of him yeah. as much anymore. Um, only on times where like, I know I really need to like reflect on my grief and, mm. um, process like some like more emotions. I find like that's when it comes to be like really helpful in understanding like how I'm feeling. Um, but I think what a lot of people think, like when you lose like your significant other, um, that you should like feel like kind of guilty for like moving on. Like, I know a lot of people will think that way and I don't yeah. think that way, um, at Good. all. Like <laughs> he would want, he would want yeah, you to move on to anyone. Like, I feel like the, if they were still here, they would want you to, and understood, Hey, I passed away. Yeah. I, at least for me, if I passed away and I had a significant other, I would want them to move yeah, on and be like, happy with them. Go find more people to like love will it ever be the same no you have to yeah. the biggest thing i think that people need to learn is that you're never going to find that connection again even yeah. like if, with your past relationships like every ex that you've had you should never go looking for that same exact connection that you have with somebody else because Agreed. that's what's going to cause a failing relationship and i don't think that's a good thing to like want either like i wouldn't want the same love that i had with my ex-boyfriend with whoever I end up dating in the future. Like yeah. no way in hell. I also don't want the person that I date next to, I don't want the same connection with them as I had with Mark. Like I want it to be unique to them because I think everybody's deserves a unique and special kind of love. Um, but that's just me. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I agree. Um, um, 
next kind of fun question. What was your favorite memory? If you could choose one with you guys together when he was still here, what would be your favorite memory with oh, him? It was so easy. When we went to Paradiso, was the <laughs> Paradiso 2018, baby, um, <laughs> with the storm, because there was a huge storm there. And it was... Oh, I remember that, yeah, actually. It was yeah. so much fun. But on um, the second day, like because we had gotten a little bit early and it was rainy, it was gross, uh, we were at the top of the hill and we were full on sprinting and then sliding down the hill because it was so wet. So it was like <laughs> a slip inside. And it was the most fun and ridiculous thing in the entire world. And that was like one of my favorite things. And I just like, remember like laughing my ass off. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so that was definitely like one of like my favorite memories. Um, we went on like a lot of like hikes together and stuff too, but I just, I like doing weird shit. <laughs> I'm a big, hi- I'm a big hiker. I know you're a big outdoor girl. You, yep. you, uh, in 11th and 12th grade, you took a course that was like an outdoor course, right? Yep. My outdoor yeah. education course. That was the yeah. best course I've ever taken of my life, man. Like, I wish more than anything that I was able to take something like that in like university. Most of my outdoorsy stuff just kind of like in university just translated to finding other people who are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. But like I've been kayaking, I've been like rock climbing, I've been caving, I've been winter camping and like literally negative 30 degrees. Yeah. Winter camping is like completely something different. (laughs) Oh my God. But it's amazing though, because also imagine like a bunch of like 16, 17 year olds, like hold up in this like little hut and there's like 30 year olds there and they're like, you guys, we're "We're all cold. And there's like adults there and like, you guys want some fireball? It warms you up. And you're like, what the fuck? And your teachers are like, stop it. (laughs) Um, And then you're able to sneak some fireball, even though it tastes, I hate fireball. (laughs) Um, cinnamon does warm you up though. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, no, I love, I love being able to like do stuff outside. I think that's part of the reason why I like, like camping festivals, especially like at the gorge so much. Yeah. Um, I've never been, I still have not been to the gorge. I need to go. It's <laughs> I need incredible. to go to base Canyon. <laughs> yeah. No, next year you're more than welcome to come with my crew to base Canyon. It's going to be insane. I always have so much fun there. Um, I'm, a, I'm a lost land. I'm a lost lands kid. So yeah. I'm, I'm gearing up for that in a few lines? weeks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll meet yep. up there because I'm also excited. I'm like so excited. I'm camping there. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I always get an Airbnb for, uh, for lost land. So I'm probably going to be like super stinky, but, uh, oh, I am well. going to see if I can like try to like sneak a shower or something from yeah. somebody. Those lost some lands point. campgrounds I've heard are, are some of the best smelling campgrounds in EDM. Yep, yep. And I don't like being stinky, so yeah, me <laughs> like here we go. I'm like as long as though as long as I can look good for like half the day, then I'm fine. Because usually by the evening, I have like I have a little disguise that I'll put on, and then because mm. I don't sometimes you know I just, just want to vibe out by myself yeah. and leave me, people leave me alone. Yeah. yeah, like at Base Canyon, I had the most fun ever at a festival in the longest time because I would put on my, my disguise in the evening and then I just run around going. Ah! <laughs> 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 no one knows. <laughs> I could do whatever I want. Um, I know even like big artists do that too. Yeah. Like when they're like, I was like, I just want to enjoy the festival. They have, like cover up, like wear pashminas over yeah. their heads and like yeah, pashmina, bucket hat, big T-shirt, yeah. mask. That yep. combination, because then you can only see like this. <laughs> and so then nobody knows unless they come really close to me. Yeah. Um, so, and it's, but it's great though, because I love meeting new people at like events and stuff. And I also like being able to like kind of act, I feel like I can act a little bit more of a fool. So, mm. um, and get a little bit like be the person that starts the mosh pits kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. So going back, do you think what you experienced with Mark 
um, had anything like affects you in any way in, in your, in your relationships now with other people? Um, not anymore. Um, okay. I feel like obviously like in the, like the beginning and stuff when I was like first kind of like figuring out like relationships after him, I think it definitely yeah. caused, uh, myself like some issues, uh, only because like, oh, no, uh, yeah, well, you would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I, well, fuck, someone died. <laughs> what are you gonna yeah, yeah. Um, yep. but I feel like I've gotten to a really healthy point with it now where it's just like, um, appreciating what I had, um, and learning from it and taking those feelings that I had, um, into future relationships in the sense of like, I understand better now how to set boundaries because I know how I deserve to be treated by somebody that I yeah. am going to be with. Um, so it's, I take it, everything that I had with Mark in our relationship as a learning lesson, the only time I would see it potentially affecting like any sort of like relationship in the future, um, that I would have is if the guy felt like he was ever in competition with Mark, which is weird which because he's, you would want to be with someone like that anyways. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, well, he's dead. So there's like no competition. Yeah. Like you're chilling. Um, and like, cause I will always have like a very special place in my heart for Mark and I'm Absolutely. always going to love him. I always do like little, they're not like rituals, but I do little things for him, like on his birthday and like on the day that he passed, like if I'm feeling sad, like I'll light a candle for him kind of a thing. Like, mm -hmm. um, while these things are a lot like few and far between now, obviously, um, if something like that made my, like whoever I date next uncomfortable, then it's something that would have to be like discussed and just right. like kind of like gone through because at the same point like I feel it in a way it's like honoring a memory rather than just like it's not much of me like grieving anymore it's me sort of like looking back honoring him. yeah and just being like hey yep. like this is like a really important well, thing this, to me like, I do the same thing for the people who have passed away in my life yeah like, what's the difference it was just a, it was a boyfriend instead of like a parent or yeah. a grandparent like it's like the same idea <laughs> yeah and I'm just like as long as they like like, I'm not sitting here like, oh, my God, like, I wish Mark was still alive. Mm -hmm. blah, 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 whatever. Like, you know, obviously, there's always going to be, like, regret and stuff that I have and looking yeah. back onto a, into the past, like, wondering how I could, like, do things better. But, like, I, again, ways to cope with that, ways to understand, like, this is just how I'm processing grief again as it's, like, coming around in its circle and going through its phases. And then I'm fine. Like, you know, it's losing someone is always really tricky um because i think when you think about it you have this idea of how you're going to react um and it never goes to plan um like it never is how you envisioned it and yeah. so when everything does happen it feels super super chaotic and i think the only time where you feel like you're starting to like have a better understanding and control of things is when you have a minute to like unravel all of the chaos around you and understand what you actually need and what you don't need. Um, yeah. I I, yeah. That was one thing that I think that would be a positive for you for sure. Coming out of that is like really probably, probably showed you a lot about like, I learned the, the a lot about myself. <laughs> you learned a lot about yourself, but you also yeah. learned a lot about relationships and how relationships work. And even how you said in the, you know, previously how, how each relationship with, with different people should be, you, you should feel different ways. Like yeah. however your connection was with that person should be a different way than like, as long as you can separate that. Yeah. You won't have any problems with like yeah. future relationships. Yeah. And like, I know uh, if, if Mark didn't pass away, like I wouldn't know 
how to take care of myself the way yeah. I do today, um, which is extremely important, especially with all of the mental health issues that I've had like in the past. And I still live with like today, like I understand what I need for myself. I understand how I need to take care of myself. I understand like what my triggers are, like how I can overcome a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Like there's always like new struggles and stuff that arise as like life passes on and everything. But I feel so confident now in my life with how I can like handle like my own issues and how I carry myself and how I do like love who I am, um, which is really nice. And I also look back on this experience and like, you know, if anybody had to go through like the struggle of like losing a significant other like that, like I'm really glad it was me. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, I'm going to like cry. I don't want anybody else to go through anything that I did. So I'm glad that I had the experience because if something happens where somebody does have to go through what I did, then like, at least like they know that like I can be somebody that understands and like can like support them. And like, you know, at least like I have that experience so I can help other people or I look at it. Like at least I took this pain away from somebody else. So where were you at in your social media journey during that time? And I has had that, no following. Ha- okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So then it kind of, it almost probably motivated you to get, like, keep following the path you were on because with the, with the name and with the branding yeah. and everything that kind of, and just that, that alone is something that you do to honor him. Yeah. Um, what were some of the things that you used to, because I know for me, when I've gone through difficult things in my past, like work or like something that my I'm passionate about is something that really like, took like was able to like help me heal um, mm-hmm. along the the process and push me along the process of healing um what were some of the things that you figured out to like what ways did you learn how to cope with that experience and like healing from that experience um i learned from understanding my like unhealthy behaviors yeah. um so i find that when it comes to like grief and issues, what my mind tends to go to is that I want to have control over the situation. And when I don't have control over a situation, I like literally implode because I don't know what to do. And so that triggered a lot of like unhealthy stuff, um, which it has like throughout my entire life. Like I used to have, um, I struggled with eating disorders all throughout high school. Uh, cause when we moved, it was like right when my parents got a divorce. So nothing in my life was in control, but I'm like, I can control food. And so like that's how like this like toxicity kind of like came into play. Like I could control like with like self-harm and stuff. And like, this is stuff I can control and I can like, I have power here and that's what matters. And I feel like there's a little bit more control in my life because I can do these things. And like, it's my own discretion. Like this was my decision kind of a thing. Um, so when I look back on stuff like that, Um, even with like substance abuse stuff, which I've also like gone through, like it was because I wanted some sort of sense of control, um, when I felt so out of control. And so when I look at that, um, when I realized how unhealthy I was like (laughs) years ago, (laughs) like, um, I realized that the best thing that I could do is to find control in areas that were actually going to do me well and help me process things. So, um, I could control like how active I was. So going to the gym and like being able to go on a run or et cetera, et cetera. Like that's something that like I have control over, but it's a really healthy thing to have control over. I don't obsess over it. Like I'm not like, 
I don't want to eat here. I'm going to go to the gym. Like, I'm dry scooping. I have to eat. Pre-workout. I, yeah, I can't, like, I, can't eat, I can't eat more than 200 carbs a day. Yeah, no. Like, nothing yeah. like that. Like, I don't obsess over things like that. I track my macros a little bit because, yeah. like, I have, like, some... I want to be beefy. I want to be, like, scary. Okay? Hell yeah. <laughs> because Do it. why not? Like, I want to look a little bit... I want to look a little intimidating. Um, But it's that's a healthy thing that I can control that's doing me really well. And especially like my mental health, like working yes. out, like it releases so much endorphins for you. Right. So I know certain people that just go to the gym for the mental health side of it. Yeah. Like they're like, I don't really have any physical goals. It's just cause I feel better I mentally feel when I go to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, going to the gym, like it, it ensures to me that like, I'm not going to fall back into these like really unhealthy habits mm. that I really never want to go back into. So, which I know kind of sounds like fear, but it, it's not that like I'm scared. I know I'll never end up back in like a place where I am unhealthily controlling things around me. Um, but it's more of like a, like I'm doing this because this makes me feel like so good and so positive. And it gives me like this huge road to look back at where I've come and be like, look at where I am now. Yeah. So that's a really big thing that's helped me cope. Um, well, one of the biggest things, um, the second thing has always been, um, Oh, this sounds so weird. Like dressing up, <laughs> like yeah. doing my hair and my makeup. Doing something you're passionate about. Yeah. Posting it uh, because I'm proud of how something came together. Like, I am, I love to just like sit down and do my makeup for like literally four hours. I will take, like, if you tell me, like, at the rave, like, we wake up, it's like 8 a.m., and you're like, we're going in at 2 p.m., I will literally start doing my makeup right then and there. Because I can sit there for four hours and do whatever <laughs> I want. And it's just, it's so relaxing. And I have complete control over how I want to look. And so yeah. it's really calming and it's very nice. And it's such like a healthy way too, because I can make myself look crazy if I wanted to. I yeah. could, I could paint my want. face like blue and be a smurf or something. <laughs> and just because why not? Like I can do that. But it's like, that's like a healthy thing to do. It's, you know, it lets me like reflect on like, myself it lets me be like super artistic like lets me socialize like with my friends like it's a nice thing to have like control over um and so i feel like that's like my next like favorite healthy kind of like coping mechanism thing um and then i like sewing uh as well but not because i have like i mean i have control over like how things look Sometimes they don't work how your brain thinks they should work. <laughs> um, but I like it more because like we were talking about earlier, it's like such a, like a mindless activity. Like I feel yeah. like sometimes when I'm sewing, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> really nice to not think about things for a little bit. Um, and then especially since getting my dog, uh, Mr. Doug, um, I see you post it. He's like, you've like built that into your branding almost at this point. <laughs> he's a yeah. big fat man and I love him. <laughs> Uh, but especially since getting him, like he's been such like a really big, it's been like a year now. He's been like okay. such a healthy turnaround in my life. Cause it kind of forces me to like get outside and like go on walks a little bit more. I love walking. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have an excuse. It's like walking myself really. Yeah. Um, but it's like being able to have that control in places that are actually benefiting me where it's like, I'm not controlling it for bad reasons i'm controlling it for good reasons you know the more you can lean into healthy habits i think when when because i i I also have divorced parents and i feel like i've gone through times in my life where i felt the same way and that's i think that's why i like 
working every day, you know, even just small things of like brushing your teeth in the morning and yeah. washing your face twice a day. Like, you know, simple things like that, drinking plenty of water, yeah, like the healthy habits that you can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes a huge so difference. Important. Like if I don't take yep. my vitamins at the beginning yep. of the day, like my, I'm like, I'm like my day's ruined because yeah. <laughs> I didn't take my vitamins because the routines, they help a lot too. And when you have control yeah. over these routines, as long as they're healthy, obviously, like your skincare yes. routine, yep. it it does absolute wonders, at least like for myself. Um, I'm sure obviously you feel the same way because it's like you're so much is going on around you. It's all this chaos, but you have this like point inside of you where like, I'm going to do this and it's going to yes, check, 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 check. Okay, we're good for the day. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm very yeah. into the whole like balancing of everything, like um like yin and yang type of stuff i'm very like i used to like, be so bad at that oh you, yeah you gotta you gotta find your balance man yeah. like it's like i found that out really quickly with olympus attire and social media that if i didn't have this perfect balance or like somewhat perfect nothing perfect of mm. like sewing and content creation but then also like me yeah um you things, yeah, very important. it all falls apart. So having that balance is like so important. Um, and it's nice too. I mean, like I really enjoy like taking care of myself now and yeah. making sure like I'm like doing good. And like, especially like recently, like I've noticed like when I have put a lot more thoughtful effort into myself, like this past year and focusing like on like my own happiness and just like myself, I see also how it affects my relationships around me and how people are reacting to me and how people are treating um, me. Because like, if you treat yourself poorly, other people are going to treat you poorly too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, again, it's the energy you're attracting in. You know, yeah. Treat yourself good. You all, people are probably going to be really nice to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, have you, have you ever struggled with, like mental anything like mental health wise regarding like your because you're on you know your career is built around social media and you're you're on social media a lot and how you you know have have an income for yourself have you dealt with any sort of like addiction problem with that or like have you had to like create healthy habits regarding social media usage um well back when i was first starting like i had i was spending like such an unhealthy amount of time that i found like that's when I had to take a step back. But honestly, since then, like things have been pretty good. Um, I get a lot of hate. Um, there's at least like five people like telling me to kill myself, like every Uh. single month, like, which has been a lot more sparse before it used to be a lot more frequent. So monthly, like that's not that bad. Um, (laughs) I don't care about these things though. I don't care if people are saying these things to me. I don't care if they're common in my looks. Yeah, I can delete them. I can block them. Most of the time, I just don't look at it. Like, because yeah. I don't really care. Like, the only time I'll, like, really interact with hate is, like, when it's funny to me, but funny to the point yeah. where, like, I know if I respond to this, it's going to, like, boost the engagement. And then, yeah. <laughs> like, I win. Then like, like, no, my post blew up because of, yeah, thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, right. Um, so, before, I think I used, I used to care, um, a little bit more when I was like really small, like I would take a lot of things personally, but then at the same time, it's like, who, who cares if somebody from like Connecticut thinks I'm ugly? (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Like it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. The only time things on social media have really bothered me when Mark had like first passed away. I don't post about him anymore. 
uh, because when I was posting about him a little bit more frequently, I was getting um, comments from somebody that knew him on my social media. And it lasted two years of this person telling me to like saying like the most absurd things to me, telling me that like he never loved me, that our relationship meant nothing, um, that I was using his death for sympathy and all of these. Like it was like really bad. Like it was like that's insane. It was really it was so fucked up, dude. Uh, I think that was the only time that like these comments and like messages and whatnot would actually get under my skin because it was something that was like so personal to me, especially because it was so recent. Um, If I got messages like that now, I wouldn't care (laughs) because I'm over it. Um, I'm over the, yeah, half, uh, the over hate. half the time. It's just people trolling and talking out their asses. So yeah, exactly. It's like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. And so I'm just like this all like, also like in the end, like if somebody's really going to take the time on social media to write me a hate comment, like, yeah. that's like their own, that's their own thing. You know what? Unsubscribe, yeah. unfollow. Yeah. It's not that hard. Like you don't, <laughs> if you really don't want to see my stuff, you can just block yeah. me. And I'm totally yep. cool with that. If you don't want yep. to, I can do the honors. Um, it's not a big deal. Um, there's, it's like, I don't know, hate stuff, like never, I've never sent hate to anybody online before. Uh, cause I think it's weird. I think it's just such a waste of like your own energy as yep. well. I don't understand why people do it. Um, there's so many better going back to your Going back to your original point too, the way you, you, the energy you put out in the world comes back to you. So if you're mm-hmm. putting out hate, like you must be a really miserable person. You must be really miserable. <laughs> like people must treat you like crap if that's what, like how you're treating yeah. other people. Like, like, you know, this isn't, you're just, maybe instead of saying like, oh, like this is ugly. You just say, cool outfit. And then you're fine. You know, yep. go off to whatever. So, and I don't know, the racing normally isn't too bad for like, yeah. Hate and stuff either. So, yeah. unless you get into like the toxic player side of things. But that stuff's true. Funny. That stuff yeah. is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we are at an hour and 10 now. So, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, I have nothing to well, do today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple wrap up questions. Okay. Um, what would you tell people out there that have gone through a hard time but still want to be really successful in something that they're passionate about? What advice would you give people like that? Um, I think. The the best thing that you can do is, first of all, find your own inner peace and then use that to help define who you are. Um, yeah. When you go through something really traumatic, it really does change you and it changes how you view things, um, mm-hmm. how you react to a lot of things. So when you can sit down and find your own peace with this kind of hardship that you've gone through. I think that's when you can really find yourself. And when you find yourself and you start posting yourself onto the internet or onto really like any social media platform or being more active in like in your community, you're going to find that it allows you to create deeper connections with people because you're being authentic. And as much as this experience may have sucked to go through, it does allow you to build a lot deeper connections. Um, I look back at losing Mark and as it fucking blows, dude. Um, awful thing, but because it did happen, I feel like I can actually like connect with people on a deeper level because it really cemented in my brain, like people can literally die tomorrow and Mm -hmm. like how I'm treating them today. If I treat them poorly, like I don't want them to leave with that being how I treated them, you know? So that's getting a little bit off topic of the question, but I would say like, use it, use your traumas to 
your advantage because it helps you find yourself and it helps you connect more. And that's what I think social media is all about in the end is connecting with people. Right. Yep. Yep. Building a bigger network and connecting with people on um, uh, people who you might not be able to reach in your day to day life. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in the future? Um, Do you think that you'll always do something within the EDM industry? Um, And then also kind of Mm -hmm. piggybacking off that question, where do you see your, what do you see yourself doing when you're like in your fifties? Um, I definitely think I'm always going to be involved in the EDM industry now. Um, as time goes on, I would say like 10 year kind of plan here, like definitely going to be having Olympus attire, but I probably wouldn't be as in charge of it as I am now. Um, the hope would be that like, I have obviously like still a very big stake in my company, but I have a a better team around it. Um, maybe I'll be married by then. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I, again, I could die tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) if I'm not doing something too intense with like content creation or with Olympus at that point, which I'm sure a lot of that stuff is going to end up dying down. I could see myself going more into event planning. Um, again, Cause I love, I love, I love being in charge. I was, I captained my high school rugby team for like two years. I captained like representative teams and stuff. Like I love being a leader. So I think being able to have the opportunity to like plan events and put stuff together and like create these spaces that I grew up loving would be super, super interesting. So maybe by the time I'm 50, like that could be something that would be more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, I think I would be doing a lot more like, crazy things in my fifties. Like I would probably be going skydiving a lot more. I'd probably be going like bungee jumping. I'd probably be like living in New Zealand for a little bit or something. Like I literally, Live my best d- life. yeah, like literally <laughs> just doing like crazy people things. Um, or I would be sitting at home with a bunch of dogs. There you go. Either of the two would be wonderful. <laughs> um, but it's still, I always want ties to like the scene. And hopefully by the time I'm 50, I'd have like at least like one child. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Where can the listeners find you and how can they support you? So, uh, the best place that you can be supporting me is probably on Instagram and on TikTok. My handles are Sunflower Raver on both of those. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. It's at Sunflower Raver again. Um, I don't post a lot on Twitter. I just lurk there. <laughs> so, um, Instagram. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. I, I don't get the, the marketing <laughs> side of Twitter. Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> I just like to watch all the drama on there. Like, all the excision yeah, getter yeah. stuff that was yeah, happening. Oh my gosh. I was like, sitting here on my phone. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like the funniest thing but that's the only reason why i have twitter is just because i like to look at all this stuff happening. yeah, yeah. Um, that is the entertaining yeah, side of twitter <laughs> yeah twitter is just for entertainment um but those are the best places to find me um if you're ever interested in checking out my business it's at olympus attire it's only on instagram um awesome. i promise i'll post there uh in like a week uh i'll link everything in yeah. the description as well yeah so. i had a youtube channel i don't use it anymore because editing videos is hard so yeah it is <laughs> um, it's so. easier when you only have a minute of footage to go through on tiktok yeah. <laughs> rather than an hour and 20 minutes and it's harder um, to grow on a platform like that especially in today's day and age where everyone's attention span is like two seconds yeah yeah i only go on a youtube now to watch like like true crime like that's literally yeah. it. it's like murder 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 and i'm like <laughs> yeah 
Tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> so, if there was one piece of advice you could tell yourself when you first started putting out content and really started your journey into what you do, what would it be? Um, stop caring so much. Like, there's no reason to care about how your pimple looks on your face or how <laughs> your hair is a little bit out of place or anything like that. Uh, nobody cares. Um, yeah. as long as you're happy, nobody, even notices. <laughs> nobody notices, like yeah. as long as you're happy with what you're posting, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter how many likes it gets. It doesn't matter how many shares it gets. As long as you're proud of it and you can look at it and be reminded of a really special memory, then yeah, you should freaking post it, dude. Um, awesome. yeah. Well, thank you so much again for your time today. I really appreciate it and really, really, really liked our conversation. I so thank you. you for, this uh, is fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. We'll have to meet up at Lost Lands too. Yeah, please. I would absolutely love that. Thank you so much for having me on, Justin. Thank you so much, Hira, for coming on the show today. Everyone, please go give her a follow if you don't already on either Instagram or TikTok. And for you ladies out there, make sure to go check out her company, Olympus Attire. And also, please make sure to follow and subscribe to stay up to date on all of our episodes. We release a new one every single Friday. If you enjoyed this episode, throw up a post on social media, tag both Sunflower Raver and Underground Society, and let her know how much you liked it. The link to both of our social media accounts are in the description. Have a wonderful week, guys.